let's let's talk about um, maybe we'll turn to how the socialization process is manifested mm-hmm. uh, in American society next. Um, you know, it's manifests itself in some of the ways that we've already talked about. But, I, you know, Mike, I think the biggest way the socialization process is manifested in whites in American society is segregation, is the fact that whites, we self-segregate. We look for communities in general that are almost always all white. I'm not saying all white people do this, but so hear me out. Mm-hmm. A lot of white people are looking for communities and don't care if there's anyone of color in those communities. A lot of us are talking about good school systems with the quotes around good, because what they really mean is a non-integrated school system or a school system that's mostly white. And so that process, that socialization process that you and I just talked about where whites feel superior than blacks is played out and that self-segregation and that desire to be in communities where people, you know, look like us. I think one of the most powerful things my wife ever said to me, and you know this story well, when we first got married, we lived in a small town, almost all white, not far from where we are now in New Haven. And she said to me, when we we're talking about moving, she said, I'd like to walk out the front door and see someone that looks like me once in a while. And I'm ashamed to say, Mike, I never thought of that before. I never thought about the fact that everywhere I went in that town, people looked like me and people treated me a certain way. And my wife didn't find anyone that looked like her and had to worry about how people were going to treat her. And so I think on a macro level, the self-segregation by whites, it's obvious that's what the socialization process does to us. We don't want to admit it, but that's where that superiority notion comes in. I think individually, look look at what we do, look at who we hang out with look at who we go to for our our services you know who who's our mechanic who's our plumber who's our doctor who's our lawyer who you know who's our handyman um who do our kids go to school with who do our kids bring home as friends what books are on the table what pictures are on the walls white people need to ask themselves we need to ask ourselves all those questions and see what the answers are because i know a lot of white people including members of my own family that move exclusively in a white world. And they would say, I'm not socialized to be racist, or I don't harbor racist sentiment. Well, why don't you have any people of color in your life? Why is there no depiction of them? Why is there no discussion about them? And so that socialization process makes us almost, you know, ignore it. Um, And I think it's, uh, on many levels, it's intentional. And on some levels, it's unintentional, but the results are the same. I, I could say that um, there's several ways it's, it's manifested. Uh, this self-hatred is manifested um, uh, among black people um, because, and I just want to just go back a bit. So, so we're talking about the socialization process of whites and blacks in American society. How did we reach this point? How did blacks develop this false sense of inferiority and how do whites develop this false sense of superiority? And, 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 you know, when you talk about the pop culture, when you talk about the educational system, uh, which says that all things that are good or of some value must be white. So, 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 um, blacks are devalued in American society. And, 
naturally, uh, the, the, the devalue, the, the, the way we devalued is, is, is manifested by white. And, and that's what Bob was just speaking to. Uh, and the way I see it's, it's manifested by blacks is there are blacks, Bob, who are black like me, but who refuse, uh, to embrace, uh, the indelible mark, the mark of the former slave, the black, the blackness. They're just, they, they, they'll come on social media and say, I identify as white. Even though they're black, they'll, they, they, they reject their physical blackness. And, and this is something's going on there. This is delusional. You, you would think it's a joke, uh, but, but, but it's delusional and it's real because they know what it means to be black in American society. They know that uh, their black skin is problematic for them in American society. So they try to convince themselves that they're not black and they want others to look at them as white. So they tell as many people as they possibly can that they are in fact white. You know, they're Italian, they're Jewish, uh, they're Scottish, they're Scandinavian. And I tell them all the time, when you run into that racist cop in that white suburb, you tell him you're Scandinavian and see what uh, he or she does to that Norwegian head of yours, that black Norwegian head of yours. And, 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 and Bob, I'm not saying folks shouldn't embrace their ethnicity. I mean, we're all made up of all kinds of things, right? You know, and, and from all kinds of places. And that's, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. That's part of, you know, being human. But to run away from it for a particular reason, that particular reason is I'm trying to escape my blackness. You have blacks, Bob, uh, who are born in this country, but uh, who don't want to uh, uh, associate with black people. You have black people who come from the Caribbean, come from Africa, and do not want to associate with black people because they know that we are second-class citizens in this country. What they fail to uh, understand is that the dominant culture does not care. All they see is your black skin. You can try to convince them to the cows come home, your black skin is a dead giveaway. So it doesn't matter how you try to disassociate yourself with uh, black people through your, uh, through your politics, uh, through, through uh, your associations. It does not matter because you wear the indelible mark, the mark of the former slave. And when you wear this, uh, it, it, it does not matter to the dominant culture. And, and, and you know what? The, the, the thing about it, Bob, you can talk to, like, you'll have someone maybe, uh, from Jamaica, um, maybe from Haiti, maybe who will, will adamantly say, I'm not black American. I am Haitian. And, and, and that's fine. I mean, I know people want to associate themselves with the country they're from, or I'm Ghanaian. They're from Africa. I'm Nigerian, you know, but in, in many instances, in many instances, that is being done because they want to convince the dominant culture that they are um, uh, separate and distinct from these black people, these second class citizens um, that you call black Americans in this country. And that's and that's and that's as real as it gets, Bob, and people can deny it. But it is true. It is. It is. It is so true. And uh, we deal with it all the time. 
it, you know, Mike, it shows the power of that socialization process, that that socialization process reaches across oceans. That, that media representation that you were talking about um, or the, and that we mentioned growing up, that, that's overseas. That's, that's everywhere. So that they can actually come here and not want to be associated it shows you the power of the socialization process, how it's manifested in people of color who come over here. Um, well, well, as far you, as, as white people go, they just, it's just simple. Look, look, at, look at your life. Look, look at the circles you travel in. Look at the places you go. Bob, let, let me ask you a question. So, so if, if, if you knew someone was attempting to do that, you're a little more advanced than, than a lot more advanced, I should say, than, than most whites. I mean, you're in that, that 5% group. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm being kind of anti-racist whites in this country. Um, but I do think it's, it's somewhere, uh, in the range of five to 10%. And I, and I might be, I might be, um, somewhat liberal in my thought process about that. But in any event, given your understanding of this manifestation, when you see someone who is black displaying those tendencies to disassociate from black people here because they wish to be accepted by people like you, what's your, what's your initial reaction to that as a, as, as, as a white man? I think my initial reaction is that, you know, obviously on some level, I feel badly that they don't realize what's going on and they're trying to separate themselves, you know, from, from black Americans, let's say. Um, but on another level, if, if the conversation's available, we might end up opening up the conversation about race in America to see, you know, how aware they are of how they will be treated or how they are seen when they are pulled over by that racist cop or they walk into that restaurant looking for, you know, a prime table or, you know, in the store perhaps being followed by the, uh, you know, the store clerk or whatever. Um, so, you know, my impression is they're in for a rude awakening. I mean, I certainly know based on what I've seen and what I know that they are in for a rude awakening. And um, it makes me realize the depth of the socialization process that they've, that they've actually undergone that. You know, and, and some of them say, hey, this is the way I was raised. I was raised to be equal, as equal or better than whites. And you know what? Great. I feel that that's great. But I think if they stay in the country, they're going to be in for a rude awakening at some point because they're going to be treated differently. Well, you know, let me, I just want to just discuss one or two more manifestations of self-hatred um, based on the socialization process. And, 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 and in a nutshell, our socialization comes right down to being devalued and, 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 um, and that's that's how, in many respects, that speaks to that interaction um, that we have with with one another. Um, but before I go there, one of those manifestations, another manifestation, I should say, is how we embrace the the uh, the dominant culture standard of beauty. So you know, growing up, you know, I used to oftentimes hear you know, jokes like you're so black, 
you know, and it may not be directed at me, but it may be directed at someone who are, who's darker than I am. You know, you're so black this, you're so black that, um, or, you know, uh, the, the, the preference was light skin and, and, and the hair, the, the eye, uh, uh, color of the European. So, We've adopted that standard of beauty. And I tell the young people in particular, you know, um, you know, you, you got to understand how powerful that is and how many people you've crushed over the years. It could be your own siblings. It could be your first love. It could be, you know, um, uh, dear friends or, or, or just, you know, classmates when, when you, 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 you know, you, you embrace this, European standard of beauty and reject your own, you know, like, you know, it, it can be very hurtful. And um, that's part of why uh, uh, we have to do our very best to transfer this knowledge and to transmit this information um, to, the young, to the young people out here so we don't have another generation growing up thinking that it's something wrong to be, it's something wrong about being black or being dark skin or, or having, uh, not having uh, 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 hazel color eyes or green eyes or, or, or light eyes or, or you know, if you have uh, uh, kinky hair, I, you know, mine is about, is all gone. So I, that's, I'm, 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 that's a moot point for me. But the issue is, 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 is basically, embracing your African features and in, 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 in embracing who the creator um, uh, made in you and to, and to love yourself and not devalue yourself and, and certainly don't devalue others based on the socialization process because that devalue, the, the, the way we've been devalued has uh, 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 created a, a you know, this, this um, issue in our community that we're still struggling with. And that's that fratricide, you know, that, that black on black uh, um, violence. And, and don't get me wrong, there's violence in every community and it's, 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 it's usually white on white or, you know, but I'm, I'm in, in, in the black community, we're dealing with some serious issues around fratricide. Because we devalue uh, our, ourselves, you know, and 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 um, I, you know, in a presentation, I, I read a, a poem by um, or excerpt from from one of uh, the late great uh, poet uh, Maya Angelou, and I mean, she 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 touches on that um, so uh, eloquently. Bob, if I have time, I'll go into it because I would love to read it. Like, would you, would you say that that's that that feelings of inferiority among black people, especially black youth, is, is is one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of black on white crime. Have you had, you know, why there isn't a lot given given the country we're growing up in, you still don't see black folks really taking up arms against white people, even though this racism is, you know, everywhere. Yeah, well, um here's a deal. I talk to, in my role as a criminal defense attorney, I talk to uh, young people all the time and I ask them that question and they know that 
you know, if they harm white people, that they're going to get the book thrown at them, that they're going to be tossed under the jail. They know that white society value white life more so than black life. They know it. We all know it, mm-hmm. you know, and they certainly know it in the criminal justice system. I see it, Bob. I, you know, um, as, as, yeah. as, as a defense attorney, I, I have a much easier time with uh, white defendants than I do with black defendants. And with black defendants, I got to go out of my way and and show black people's humanity. I have to do that mm-hmm. um, because that's that's what I have to do. I don't have to do it to the same extent when I'm dealing with a white client. Their humanity already comes to the fore, you know, so I don't have to do that. When I, when, but 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 when it when it's blacks, I do have to do it. You know, I I I find myself doing it. You know, maybe I don't have to do it, but mm-hmm. I I find myself engaged in that right, that type of right. defense. You know, I think I think one last thing on this whole manifestation is how we as whites, you know, don't seek out knowledge or information about our black brothers and sisters. You know, we just don't do it on a regular basis. Occasionally we'll go maybe see a very popular movie or we might read a popular book, but it's not something that's in the forefront of our minds that we want to learn, uh, you know, a lot about this topic. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you how many white people I know who are voracious readers or who go to the movies all the time, especially before COVID, and yet wouldn't read a book, a popular book, I say that Michelle Alexander or some of the books that were out that were getting a lot of press or go to some of the movies that are out that deal with strictly, you know, black actors, actresses, producers, directors, and maybe themes. Um, So it's like a real blind spot that I can only attribute to the fact that we just don't think it's worth reading or worth learning about or worth watching. And I think that's another way that the socialization process is is manifested in, in whites that we don't make our, you know, our job, make it a priority for us to learn about, you know, black people. 